So on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast, we have Coach Cox. Welcome to the podcast. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this and uh, appreciate all you do for, for our game. Yeah, it's I've told this story before. It's it's short. I was going to write a book. I, I had a, I had a blog for a while and that just be, that became too much work. I had to write it and then edit it. And I'm thinking, man, if I could just talk, this would be much better. And uh, so here we are. <laughs> so. Well, I heard one podcast I listened to. He said, you got a great you got a great voice for this. And you do. You got you got one of those voices that I can hear in the radio somewhere. So, well, thank you, coach. I, I appreciate that. If you don't mind, would you give the listener a little background about yourself and we'll we'll roll from there. OK, uh, my name's Larry Cox. I'm the currently I'm the head football coach at uh, Fairborn High School. Um, in Fairborn, Ohio, just a little bit outside of Dayton. Um, you know, most people would consider it Dayton. Um, just finished my 28th year as a head coach. Um, I've, I've been to a few different places, um, you know, and and still enjoying it. It's my uh, 36th year overall. And, uh, you know, the kids still juice me up. And uh, I've been a Southwest Ohio guy. Uh, my whole career, uh, but uh, been influenced by a lot of good people, and and uh, I just enjoy the profession a lot. And, and you know, again, makes me feel good when I get to connect with guys like you, because you know, it always makes you feel good that you know that next generation they're they're going to be okay. So, yeah, I think that. Man, I love talking to coaches like yourself who have done it for so long. I think that you have the secret sauce, so to speak you have something I'm looking to have in my career to do this for that amount of time. What, what got you into coaching? What made you want to do this as a profession? Um, my father, okay, he was, awesome. uh, he was a factory worker and he coached CYO football in Hamilton, Ohio, which is where I was born and raised, um, at, at the elementary school. I went to St. Anne's school, uh, in Hamilton, my dad coached CYO down there for 25 years and I was his ball boy. I was a young kid and they were playing a team and there was a lightning delay and they were in the locker room as a kid. When you're a ball boy, all you do is run around and play football. Oh yeah. Well, we were stuck in the confines of a locker room and here I am. I think I was in the third grade, second or third grade. So I had to sit put and, and dad was talking to them. And I just noticed how he just had them in the palm of his hand. And I was like, wow, my dad is, you know, at that age, my dad's popular. He's powerful. He's the, and there's so many guys that would come back to see him at the house. And, you know, again, he guy that worked at, at general motors and, but he loved, he coached other sports, but he really impacted me with football. And then um, I would say, moving from him to high school where I played for a, a gentleman by the name of Terry Malone, who uh, for my money, he's still the best high school coach ever. Um, I mean, I think he had 360 wins. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, he was at Hamilton Baden high school for 46 years. And he just, you could see how he impacted kids and, um, you know, those were the first two biggest people that really got me into coaching. 
That's awesome. So what was your path? You played high school football. Then did you play college or you go to college? No, I, I went to Miami University and it was one of those where my freshman year, um, Coach Malone called me and, you know, I went to a Catholic high school. So that was like getting a call from the Pope when you got a call from him. Oh, and sure. when he said, hey, would you want to help us out? I, you're never going to say no to, to Terry. And that was the biggest, one of the biggest honors in my life to hear a phone call from him. And and I started out coaching freshman football there while I was in college. Um, and then when I got out of uh, college, I was hired uh, in my first teaching coaching job by a gentleman who coached for a long time by the name of Ed Minery um, at Hamilton High School. And um, Ed, again, he played for Terry too. Um, and Ed taught me the professional side of being a coach, mm -hmm. you know, Terry was great with X's and O's and, and, you know, how to manage things and things like that. But the professional side of coaching, Ed took me to a different level. And, um, you know, I was with him for eight years. And then from there on, I became a head coach and, you know, I spent uh, two years as a head coach at Bellbrook High School, uh, which is in Dayton. And then for 21 years, I was the head coach at Lakota West High School. Um, and then uh, two years at Talawanda and one year at Franklin and now two years at Fairborn. So, uh, but, um, you know, it, it just like you're looking for the secret sauce, even now I still look for the secret sauce because mm -hmm. With time, the secret sauce is always going to change. What you think is good at some point is always going to change and, and you know, come come to something new or come back around to something that was. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that's I still have that passion to keep learning. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool to see guys like yourself that are just so passionate about being the best coach you can be and finding what's best for your kids and never thinking, Oh, what I have right now is going to be good forever. <laughs> Cause that's not true. Right. No, <laughs> not it, true. It, it, it won't be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, probably one of the best principals I've ever worked for at, was at Lakota West. It was a gentleman by the name of Dick Hamilton. And, and I just think the world of him, you know, it was at that time when, you know, Lakota West is a big school and it was in the greater Miami conferences. It's a big deal. And, and to me, it was like, I, I was the first coach of that high school because Lakota high school split into East and West. Okay. And I became Lakota West. So you never, it's sort of when the Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars were starting. I thought, man, what a great opportunity awesome. to start something. No one can ever say really they were the first coach ever. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. And I thought if I could just last five years here, you know, five. And, and during that time, I remember, you know, Dick and I used to talk and it was about year three or four when he became principal. And he told me there's two ways you stay in this business. One, you win games. You win a lot of games. Or two, you take care of your kids. He goes, now you can't always say you're going to win a lot of games because that's controlled by the kids that walk your building, but you can always take care of the kids. And if you take care of the kids, you keep off administrators desks that way. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I, I, I sort of took that to heart and 
I think that's always sort of been my philosophy is take care of the kids. Um, because in the end, they're going to remember that a heck of a lot more than anything. I tell them all the time, you can lie 20 years from now at your class reunion of how great a player you were, how great a team you were. But, um, you know, if they look back and say, man, that was just a great experience, then I, kn I know we had a successful year regardless of what the records say. Yeah, that's it. Because somebody once told me, I guess it's a, it's a quote somebody stole, that we don't really know how good of a coach we are until about 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. You know, what kind of young mm -hmm. men do they become? Or young women, you know, that play for us. You know, what kind of person do they become? And yeah, that's it. I mean, how do we help them become better people? And then obviously we want to be competitive. We want to win as many games as possible. But like you said, some of that's out of our control. <laughs> you know, we don't get to recruit to this level. <laughs> no, I mean, we recruit our hallways and everything. Right. And, and you do the best you can. But, you, you know, you speak to that. And, you know, I, I love when former players invite me to their weddings, you know, to, to see them there, you know, to funerals, you know, to, you know, what, whatever they do post high school and they feel like I want to include my old high school coach. That's the biggest honor I get out of that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you were making a difference. It, it mattered to them. Oh yeah. Or you get a, you get a phone call or a text and you don't know the number. It's some <laughs> former player that gets your number and you're, yeah. you're thinking to yourself, who is this? And they tell you and you go, oh, okay. I know exactly yeah. who this is. Uh, yep. That's yep. cool too. Yep. That stuff like that. So neat, man. So coach, talk about your program where you're at now. What, what are you, mm -hmm. how did you get there? What are you doing there? And you know, how, do, what's your, what's your flow there? Well, I, uh, I, yeah, this was probably, well, two years ago, cause I came over to semester break. I was at Franklin high school at the time and, um, they had called me Fairborn and said, you know, come up and, and talk to us. We, mm. we, you know, we think, you know, you might be a good fit here. And, and, uh, you know, I, the, the current AD there, Kevin Alexander does a great job. Um, he and I had taught together at Lakota West high school. And, uh, so there was a connection there and I sat down and, and the superintendent, Gene Lolly, outstanding superintendent just had great vision uh, because they were in the build uh, in the middle of building things, uh, new schools and, and, you know, Fairborn um, it's a, it reminds me a lot of my old hometown uh, of Hamilton, Ohio, um, you know, middle-class hardworking kids, um, you know, uh, diverse population, um, you know, but uh, it, it, the kids just, needed somebody who's going to help them come in and teach them how to do work hard and work hard is going to help you teach you how to win. You know, you can't just go to winning without the hard work. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And they basically, they, when, when I met with them, they said, Hey, we, we want you to build here what you built at Lakota West. Um, and oh, wow. I That's said, awesome. you know, I said, well, Remember, I was there 21 years, so it takes some time. Yeah. Um, but, but they've been great, and they've been patient, and they listen, and and, and they've had great ideas. Um, like I said, we're currently building a new high school. We'll be in it next year. New stadium, new uh, new facilities, new weight. I mean, it's really first class stuff. 
Um, our first year there, uh, we went two and eight, probably won two more games than we should have. <laughs> Amen. But the kids, the kids bought in, you know, we're trying to get, we, football wasn't popular. So people didn't really want to play. So we got to build that back up. And then this past year, we, you know, the goal was double the number of wins. We went four and six. Uh, nice. We went to the playoffs for the first time in school history. Man, um, so we built some excitement there. And, um, you know, we, it, it still comes down to one thing, you know, we, we talk about our, our Fairborn football creed and we say it after everything we do. And, and we're trying to build the person mm -hmm. that turns into the better student that turns into the great athlete. Mm -hmm. And if we do it in that order, you're going to have a greater chance for success. Yeah. Amen. Just keep preaching coach. Cause that, that's it. You know, that's, that's the, that's the stuff of, of greatness. You know, I've, I've got to know a couple of guys from Ohio and I feel like y'all do school and football really well in Ohio. I mean, I, I feel like I just hear that over and over and over again. It's just, man, that's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Well, I, I, I think, you know, there's, there's definitely different cultures. You go state to state, well, even in the state of Ohio, there's different cultures. Right. And, and Southwest Ohio is, is, it's a blue collar area. Um, you know, you're not going to get, um, it's all about the sports. There's some communities that do, mm. but for the most part, they want their kids treated with respect, but you can push them a little bit. Um, you know, but at the same time, they want to make sure that, you know, they're good kids coming out. And, and, you know, I think that again, goes back. I think you build the relationships first. And I had a great principal at Talawanda High School and, and Tom York, and he would always say relationships before tasks. And, and it's true, I think, especially nowadays. The old days when I grew up, you just did what that coach told you to do and you didn't question it, you didn't ask, and you don't care if he liked you, you just go do your job. Well, now, again, this is part of, again, an evolving secret sauce you've got to have those relationships. Mm -hmm. Kids want to know, you know, and I, I've heard this on your show, you know, kids want to know you care before they, you, how much you care before they want to know anything. And, and I think that's important to do. And slowly, I think we're winning that battle. Now we're still going to push them and work them hard, but at the same time, I think that's something that the communities expect now. Um, and I think that's just part of our culture. Yeah. You got to, take care of the person first yes because i mean all scheme is good uh not all scheme just if it's well done it's good <laughs> you know all weight training programs but it comes down to the heartbeat we're dealing with you're not dealing with we're having the opportunity to interact with a, a heart with somebody else like their heartbeat their person their soul and i think now for the better people see that that, hey, you're not just somebody get me first downs. You're a you're a person who's going to have a career and a family. And yeah, I mean, coaches nowadays, I feel like invest more in kids now than ever because it's it's expected. But I think it's also a good evolution of of the coaching profession, in my opinion. I just no, I, I, I think you're 100 percent accurate. That's where we are as a profession. If you you're not going to last in this business if you don't take care of the kids, mm -hmm. you know, because 
like I said, I think that's the parents' expectation. But I would also say on the flip side of that, parents are the number one reason that you see guys leave the profession. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So, okay. You know, that's part of the deal. And, you know, I've had talks with other head coaches and young coaches. And how do you handle the parents for all these years? If you know it's part of your profession, you know you're going to face it. That's just that's just part of this game. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to make a difference. You're not going to make significance. And you've got to be ready for that. And and I think, you know, that's one of the things I've I've always been is, you know, very transparent with how we do things. And I I will meet with a parent at any time. And I tell my coaches and that hey, be ready to meet with a parent at any time. Because if they walk away, if they don't like you, they'll at least walk away saying, I don't like him, but at least he had the courage to sit down and talk with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think yeah. I think yeah. that way, again, you're, you're taking care, you're doing your part to show them the right way to do things. Yeah, and if you're transparent, like you were saying, at least they know they don't like you right off, right off the jump. <laughs> they don't find out three years later. It's just, Hey, this is who I am. This is how we are. This is what we're going to do. And I'm not being, you know, it's not being mean to be like that. It's just, this is the expectation. This is my personality. Kind of take it or leave it. You know, we're going to try to find a middle ground on things, but yeah. Well, I mean, in the is, end, the only reason they don't like you is playing time. Oh, that's always <laughs> it. That's always <laughs> that's it. Yeah. what it's always going to come back to is playing time. That you or know, like I, touches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I really haven't run into too much of that in my career. Oh, okay. um, you know, I really haven't. And, and, and I think it's, you know, we'll do a, a meeting before the season and I put everything out there, you know, and if we do a, if we do a parent meeting, the player has to sit in on that meeting. I won't do just a meeting with just the parent. We don't do that. Because the only reason you're having a meeting is it's about your son. So your son's going to be sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Now, I've had parents schedule the meeting, but then the son will come in saying, they're not coming in. We're not meeting. There's no need to. So I think that's an important part of that is there's no secret meetings. And I tell the parents that because if we're going to build trust, we're going to talk together. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a meeting with you and then a meeting with your son Let's put it all together so there's no secrets, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then that way, you know, I think parents realize that, you know, okay, I, all I'm doing is creating a bigger issue than I need to. Mm-hmm. And and I think, again, I think once you set those expectations, you know, as I tell them, I said, we're not going to meet about playing time. That's non-negotiable. That's our decision. And we don't take that decision lightly. Now, what else is there to meet about? You know, and, and honestly, through the years, I can probably count, at least in my memory, I can count on one hand how many parent meetings I've had. Just mm-hmm. because you lay the expectations out in that preseason meeting and, and you let them know how things are going to go. And I think they appreciate your candor and your honesty. And then that way they know what they can and can't do. They're just like kids in the end. Kids are going to do what you allow them to do. Mm-hmm. You know? I heard Frank Martin say that, uh, the basketball coach, because you'll hear all the time, these kids are different. These kids are different. 
kids are kids. It's the adults that are different. And I say it all the time. The adults screw the kids up far more than the kids screw it up. So if we can just communicate with our adults and help our parents, it'll make our sport so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Just lay out the expectations. Here's what it is. And, you know, <laughs> just keep a firm line with that. I think that's beautiful, Coach. That's that's awesome. What you were saying, you're full you were, before the podcast started, you were saying you're a full house team. Were you a power T program? Okay. Full disclosure. I grew up in the power T. Okay. All right. From, okay. from my CYO days with my father through the high school. In fact, my old coach, Terry Malone for 46 years, that's all he ran. Um, at Lakota West, I ran some power T, um, at all my stops, I've run some power T that's always a part of our offense. There's other aspects of it we'll do, but I've always studied the power T because I think it's a great foundation to grow from mm -hmm. because, you know, I think every offense has grown out of the power T, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I just, I, I really enjoy studying it and that's how I came across your podcast studying Gus Kapolka. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is definitely parts of our offense that have the power T to it and we practice it. Yeah. Coach Kapolka and coach Kyle McElvaney, who actually, I was just texting with him are like the, the gurus of that stuff. I know those other guys are really good at it as well. I'm not saying they're the only people, but coach Mac came down and installed it with us a couple summers ago. Uh, we don't run that really. I mean, we run like bits and pieces of the theory. Now it fit us for right. a, you know, like a season, like true, like power T. Um, Cause in high school, I find this to be so, I find this to be true for, for me and the places I've been my roster turns over a pretty decent amount every year. like the type of player that's going to start for us. So I almost build it year to year offensively. Now there's core philosophies, core tenants, but what we actually do changes because the personnel, I mean, we were 280 up front last year average. Now we're going to be like 195. <laughs> right. You know? Right. So right. Like, uh, High school football, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I would say different. we're the same way coach. There's tenants that will always stick to who I am. I, I'm, I'm a run first guy. And Amen. <laughs> every league I've been in, the league champion leads the league in rushing. Oh, yeah. So guess what? Defensively, you better learn how to stop the run. Oh, for sure. So, you know, I, I'm still, whether I'm considered old school, you know, I love to load the defense with my best guys. We're going to be able to run the ball. Um, you know, and then I think you build dependent upon your, you know, your talent at that point, what can, what else can we build off this? And, right. and just like right. you said, if I've got, if I've got a core of wide receivers, you know, then I better have a quarterback that can, that can throw because <laughs> right. that's, that's a long year when you got a lot of wide receivers and no quarterback, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I think we're, you and I talk the same language in that respect. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. I'll, I'll talk to my coaches about this and they, and we all agree. Uh, it's, we have a philosophy and we have a way of doing things, but how we do that can change. Uh, you know, two years ago, we had one of the top 10 all time leading rushers in the school and he really only started for two years and then he left. So you got to kind of 
shuffle the pieces a little bit, you know, and then you have a big offensive line for us. And then those guys graduate. And then, but I'm a big defense first guy. That's how I got to become a head coach was a DC. And I, bl- I agree with you there as well. It's a defense. You got to have a good defense and they've run the football. I mean, shoot, Michigan just won a national championship doing that. I mean, absolutely. They did. I, now it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I've been told Harbaugh took the chargers job. So we'll see where that goes. That's it, I, somebody texted me that this evening and it crushed me. I was yep. like, come on, man. He has something good, good going there. I, I got to meet coach Harbaugh and, and we talked for quite a bit. He was, this was years when he was at Stanford. He was recruiting one of my players and just uh, a very unique guy, great, good guy. And, yeah. and it, what made it really, really neat in the, we, we were talking for 20 minutes and I was at Lakota West and we, my office was right by the gym and he looked at me, he goes, you guys got a great gym. You got a basketball that I can go shoot with. And he went out and shot basketball for like 15 minutes. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Just, Oh my God. It, it, it was just sort of out of the blue it, and it was great. We sat there and shot basketball and talked and wow. here's the head coach of Stanford. And he came in in a Baltimore Ravens coat, a golf polo and a pair of jeans. Really? That is fantastic. Yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. It was. it was neat. It was neat. Somebody used a phrase to describe him. And I want to see if this fits your, what kind of how your experience of him, he is one of one. Like there's not another one of him. There's not somebody who's like him. He's just his own dude. <laughs> yes. I've not met another head coach like him, you know, because through my years, I've met a lot of guys and, and, there's head coaches that leave college head coaches that leave an impact on you because you meet them and you're like, mm. they're different. They're special. And you know, they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even as, as long as, you know, coach Harbaugh was there, he walked away and you were like, he's good. You get how smart he is. Um, yeah. it, there was just something about him. And I said, God, he's just, he's different. He's just mm-hmm. different. And, and, but, um, you know, I hated, I, I was hoping he'd stay at Michigan. I think, you know, uh, him being at Michigan is going to help Ohio state mm-hmm. crawl out to become what they need to become again. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you, guessing, you've got to have that. Are you an Ohio state fan? I'm guessing. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, being from Ohio, I, I'm always, I am hopeful they win. Sure. Yeah, I really became, for lack of a better term, a Nick Saban junkie. Oh, um, sure. When I I had a player at Lakota West go down there and play, and I really got to go down there and spend some time there. And you, there's a reason why Coach Saban was what he was. Mm. Um, you know, and, and it's just different. It's a different culture. I like Ohio State. I like Alabama. Um, you know, I, I don't know if there's one favorite that I have mm-hmm. just through the years. I've just got to know so many of the coaches and, and I just respect how people do different things and you learn from them. Jim Tressel uh, would be one of my all time favorites just because just the classiest individual and probably one of the smartest human beings I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm actually so, rereading his book. The one he wrote, the winners. Oh, I'm winners manual. Winners manual. There you go. I'm 
it's yeah. in my book bag. And I've been going back through it and highlighting and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 was awesome to work with. I had a few players play for him, um, and just uh, you know, like I said, just uh, that was another guy I learned on how to treat people because mm-hmm. he just he always made you feel welcomed and and you know he had great relationships with his players oh my gosh um that's where i really learned a lot from him so uh but um um it just just unique experience in that respect yeah no doubt so what's the outlook for y'all this year what are you thinking what's your thoughts well we'll be in year three and and you know as i tell the kids you know when we sat down and mapped some things out this past year, I said, you know, I'd like to, you know, we went two and eight. Can we double what we do each year? I said, yeah, no, that makes yeah. things that makes this year a little more difficult, but you know, I, I want them to expect a little more out of themselves as each year goes by, because if you're going to build a program of substance, you know, I think there's a lot of truth where they say tradition doesn't graduate, mm-hmm. you know, because people will say, well, I lost a good senior class. Well, if you're not losing a good senior class every year, then you're not going to be successful every year. That's just part of running a good program. So I, I think it's, you know, this will be an interesting year to see if we take that mantra of keep improving and build from it. Um, you know, I think we've, there are some good pieces returning um, defensively, we have some good kids returning. Um, and I think offensively, we got some good kids returning, um, you know, but in the end, it's going to be the chemistry that we built because I've had great teams that had great athletes that underachieved and I'd had teams with bad athletes that overachieved mm-hmm. and, you know, that just wanted more for themselves. So as that's, what's neat about the off season is building that chemistry and those relationships, not just with the coaches, but amongst themselves um, and, and, you know, building that accountability to each other, um, you know, and, and, I, and I would ask you this question, what would you value more as a head coach, loyalty or accountability? Oh, man. Probably accountability. I used to say accountability is the greatest ability. That was somebody used to say to, you should say I agree players. with that, you know, because loyalty, I think, is something kids can have loyalty to one another and say, oh, just don't let coach know or whatever. If you build yeah. that accountability to the team, well, now all of a sudden the loyalty will come out in that. And that's that's sort of where I want to get our kids to take that next step. And I think that's a that's a that is a gargantuan step. And it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how we sort of divide and conquer that. Uh, through this off season. Absolutely. And I'll be following along. I'll be checking, checking on you and see how you're doing. I'm sure we'll be texting a bunch even after. No, I, yeah, I love so it. Love yeah. it. Love it. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep reaching out to you as I hear things and, and, you know, I don't want to bug you. I mean, with five kids and you're a assistant principal and everything else, I was like that gum, you know, you're busier in a one arm wallpaper hanger. Yeah, you know, I don't have any other hobbies. So I do, obviously, my family life is, you know, spiritual life, family life, first and foremost. Then I have my professional life. But I don't I don't fish. I don't hunt. I don't really do anything else. So, it's, well, you know, <laughs> I like to get up early. That's you and I. I'm the same way. <laughs> there you go. I can't change my own oil, but I can. I know where to take it to get changed, but I don't know how to change it. 
<laughs> Let me guess, your wife gets on you because you can't do anything. Because I hear that all the time. I wish you were more hands-on. <laughs> I am more handy now than I've ever been, but it's still not the best. I'm still not the best at those kind of things. You know? That's awesome, That's good man. stuff. That's good stuff. Well, Coach, man, thank you for coming on and doing this. This is great. No, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I really do. Um, and it, it's great to hear from the other coaches as I listen. And it's great to meet you. And, you know, this. I, I, I heard this, you know, and I'm not sure if I heard it on your podcast or just another interview. And there was a coach that, that you know, they said, you should have been a preacher. And it said, well, the field the gym, the locker room, the school, that's my pulpit. Amen. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, I'm spiritual, but not spiritual enough to say I'm a good enough person to be the preacher, but I'm mm -hmm. good enough to help kids become better people of, of who they are. And, you know, I just think programs like yours just really helps reignite that passion to keep going too. Well, thank you, Coach. That's awesome. It's, this, is, this has been great. Thank you for coming on this evening and, and sharing all your wisdom with us. I really appreciate that. No problem. Glad to do it, and uh, best of luck to you, and, and look forward to talking to you in the future.